And now let me ask you, if you would, to turn with me to Psalm 23. This week I was, I was deeply ministered to by this psalm, and I believe the Lord wants to minister to us this morning as well. This psalm, which is likely the most widely known uh, piece of scripture in all the world, which has comforted saints for thousands of years, which has brought solace to the soul of, of many. This, this word this morning comes to us to accomplish the very same purpose. In fact, when I woke up yesterday, I was planning to preach from Isaiah today, but the Lord ministered to me in a powerful way through this psalm, and so I changed course. I believe it's it's for us together this morning that we would walk through this psalm line by line, just slowly and patiently as we as we see a glimpse of God this morning. And so I want to invite you to turn with me uh, there to Psalm 23. And uh, as we read the Word of God this morning, I, I just want to remind us all that this is God's holy, perfect, inspired Word. We will never hear a word of God that will direct us in the wrong way. And I also want to ask you, though you just sat down, would you mind, if you can, if you're able, would you mind in standing with me as we read this psalm together? Could you read it out loud? If you're by yourself or you're with your family, go ahead and let's read this psalm together. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. May God add his blessing to his word this morning. As I thought about a a main point, what I think David, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as he records this psalm, I think what he's seeking to say is this. If I were going to put a main point to it, when the Lord is my shepherd, I shall be fully satisfied. When the Lord is my shepherd, I shall be fully satisfied satisfied. In this text this morning, we will see the deeply personal care of Jesus Christ. We will hear of his his knowing us, of his loving us, of his correcting of us, of his protecting us, of his care for us. And I pray that the Lord would encourage us and strengthen us this morning. When the Lord is my shepherd, I shall be fully satisfied. Let's look at this text 
going through it line by line together. David begins in verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. So the first thing that he does in counsel to himself is remind himself of who it is that is the guardian of his own soul, of his own life. He reminds himself who this Lord is. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, the God of the universe. That's the one who is my shepherd. So David, in essence, is saying to himself, he who is sovereign over all, yet that's who my shepherd is. He who is almighty and whose strength is limitless, that's who my shepherd is. He who is everywhere, he's omnipresent over all the earth. The one who is always everywhere, that's who my shepherd is. The one whose counsel stands forever, he's the one who counsels me. The one who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that's my shepherd. He's the one who cares for me. The one whose will cannot be thwarted by anything. That is the one who is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want the sovereign God over all the master of the universe, the one who holds all things together in his hands. David says, that Lord, he is my Shepherd, the sovereign, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God is the one who cares for David, yes, and the sovereign, omnipotent, omniscient, all-present God, he is, if you know him, he is your shepherd this morning as well. So David says, he takes comfort and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, you say, so... This Lord is a powerful shepherd. I'll grant you that. But how do we know that this shepherd is good? Well, we know that he is good because of what his word tells us. His word both tells us that he's good and his life shows us that he's good. Listen to the words of Jesus himself when he's talking to his disciples. I am the good shepherd, he says in John 10. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd and then Jesus demonstrates that he is in fact a good shepherd by laying his life down for his sheep. David reminds himself that this shepherd that is in charge of him is this kind of God. We are reminded through the pages of Scripture that the Lord is good and we see His goodness through His self-sacrifice. He's not some hired hand who will be around when it's good to be around and when the sheep are enjoying themselves. But as soon as there's trouble, He runs off. No, He's not like a hired hand. He is the good shepherd. He stays with his sheep. He knows his sheep and he gives his life for his sheep. So I ask you 
dear friends this morning. Can you entrust your life to this good shepherd? Oh, you can. I can. We can. In the midst of the coronavirus, in the midst of isolation, in the midst of various things, in the midst of of income that is waning, in the midst of job loss, can we entrust ourselves to a shepherd like this, this self-giving, self-sacrificing shepherd? David and the counsel of God says to us, yes, we can. The Lord is my shepherd. How comforting to know that He is our shepherd. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He puts his emphasis on his own personal shepherd. This is a personal God who knows us and loves us perfectly. You see, a, a, an effective shepherd knows what his sheep are like. An effective shepherd doesn't, doesn't shepherd by remote control. An effective shepherd knows his sheep and is personal. He's near to them. He has the smell of sheep on his clothing. He isn't distant or remote or unconcerned about his sheep. The good shepherd, in fact, knows his sheep by name. Listen once again to Jesus in John 10. He says once again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Do you hear the personal nature of our shepherd, Jesus Christ? He has relationship with his sheep. He knows your name. He is fully acquainted with all of your ways. When you fall asleep tonight, and your head hits that pillow, and you think about what tomorrow holds, He knows what is on your mind. And He cares what's on your mind. Because He is a good shepherd. A good shepherd who knows His sheep and knows how to care for His sheep. He knows you and me personally. And He loves you and me personally. And He knows how to help you and me personally. I was reading this week of a shepherd who was speaking on behalf of the sheep that he was caring for. This shepherd grew up in East Africa and then he moved actually to the United States and took some time to have a pasture of sheep for a number of years. And this is what he says of those sheep. He says, It is not generally known that sheep are so timid and easily panicked that they even, even a stray jackrabbit bounding out from the bush behind them can stampede the whole flock. When one startled sheep runs in fright, a dozen others will bolt with it in blind fear, not waiting to see what has frightened them. As long as there is even the slightest suspicion of danger from dogs or coyotes or cougars or bears or other enemies, the sheep stand up ready to flee for their lives. And in the course of time, 
as a shepherd, I came to realize that nothing so quieted and reassured the sheep as to see me, their shepherd, in the field. The presence of their master and owner and protector put them at ease as nothing else could do. And this applied both day and night. See, our shepherd is personal. And our shepherd knows the fears that we have. And our shepherd will never leave us or forsake us. He is a good shepherd. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. What is the result of knowing that the Lord is my personal shepherd? The one who he cares for me. He continues on. He says, I shall not want at the end of verse one. See, when we know that we have a personal shepherd who is powerful, who is in control, whose will cannot be thwarted by anything, what happens is we will say, I will not be in need. I'll not be in want any longer. If I know that the Lord is my shepherd, then I shall not be in want for security or for money or for other things. I know that my shepherd will provide. I know that my shepherd will be present. I know that my shepherd is with me. Therefore, I shall not be in want. In 1670, Stephen Charnock, a Puritan pastor, one who who had reflected on many things says this and and when i give you this quote just just be reminded and encouraged that that these words have been comforting saints for centuries and so we stand at a long line of procession of those who have been comforted by these very truths he says this nothing less than christ can satisfy and when you find him nothing more could be desired oh lord would that be true of us then when we find you, we would experience the deep and abiding satisfaction of knowing Jesus, our shepherd, our savior, and our Lord, that we might be fully satisfied in him. We might be able to rest in him. Dear friends, Jesus, your shepherd, comes to you that you might experience rest. I shall not want. John Wesley, excuse me, John Newton, about a hundred years later after Charnock, he says this, from pole to pole, let others roam and search in vain for bliss. My soul is satisfied at home. The Lord, my portion is. Dear friends, the truth this morning is that if the Lord is your shepherd, you can say, I shall not want. Because he comes to you to minister grace to you and to help you. Praise the Lord for this. Praise the Lord that he comes to minister this grace to our souls. David doesn't stop there though. He continues on. He, he describes the way that the Lord, our shepherd, leads us. What does he say? Look at verse 
2 and 3. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. So notice what David is doing in this moment. He's taking his attention away from himself. David had worries and cares and things undoubtedly on his mind. But he's putting the focus where the focus should be. He's putting the focus on the Lord, this good shepherd. He's talking about what he does. And so he walks through these things. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Again, this, this thought that, that this good shepherd knows exactly what we need and exactly when we need it. This good shepherd knows that at times we need to be made to lie down in the green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Why does the Lord make us sometimes lie down in green pastures. I believe the Lord, our good shepherd, makes us to lie down in green pastures, which is simply a word picture of his provision. He makes us lie down because he knows that we're like sheep, that we're going to be scurrying around, worrying and fearing about this or concerned with that. And there are times when God arrests us And he says, no, you need to lie down in my provision, in my promise, in my declaration over you. I'm going to make you lie down and rest in me. I don't know how you're responding to the situation that we find ourselves in, but could it be? Could it be, dear church, that the Lord is making you to lie down in his provision? Could it be that he is stripping away things upon which we rely so readily, maybe without even being aware of it? Could it be that the Lord is using this time to strip those things away from us so that we might lie down in God's green pastures? I don't mean that that's easy, but it is to lie down in his provision for us. His provision over us. He leads me beside still waters. Water is a source of nourishment and refreshment and encouragement. He nurtures our soul. Do you see the picture David is painting? He restores my soul. My soul needs restoration. Therefore, I need the Lord to act upon me to restore my soul. He is the center point of my heart. And that's what this good shepherd does. He leads me. He makes me lie down. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So anyone who has children in this world, those children are your namesake. They bear the image of their mother and father. Well, as we bear the image of Christ, the name of Christ, we are his image bearers. And so he is going to conform us. Is he not doing this, dear friends, even now through this time? He is going to conform us to his image. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. God's glory 
is on display when his people follow his voice. God's glory is on display when when you and I have peace in this time of crisis. God's glory is on display when you and I can experience the peace that passes understanding such that people may say, why why are you so peaceful? What do you know that I don't know about this coronavirus? Well, we have an answer for that question. We can say, well, I don't know the end of the coronavirus, but I know the one who stands in authority over it and he will accomplish his purposes and he is good. Let me share this shepherd with you. The Lord leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake, that we might bear his image, that we might have his confidence in a time of shaking. David continues on and he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. As we know, dear friends, Christians are not exempt from struggle, from difficulty, from hard times. Some of us within our own church this week, we've gotten notices of layoffs of diminished income. We have concerns. There are real fears at times. Christians are not exempt from difficulty. So the Lord may call us to walk through the valley of what seems like the shadow of death. Some of us could even get sick. The Lord promises to walk with us. The Lord promises to always be near to us. I will fear no evil. Why? Because you, good shepherd, you are with me. A few weeks ago, we heard from Psalm 46, and I think we can't read this and hear this psalm enough when the psalmist says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. He is a help that is very surely found. The author of the Hebrews says it this way, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man or a virus do to me? Dear friends, in times like these, we can we can allow without being aware of it, we can allow our, our fears to dictate how we how we think and how we feel. The Lord says to us this morning, you don't have to fear. Come to me and and be reminded that I am with you. Though you might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil for I am with you. May the Lord help us and strengthen us. In this way, how does David in particular, as a shepherd, how does he see and experience the comfort of this good shepherd? He says next, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So why does he talk about this, this rod, this staff in two ways like that? Well, the rod speaks of God's discipline. 
The rod speaks of the necessity of a shepherd to keep that stick around to help him. Because here's what's true of sheep. They run. When they get fearful, they run. When they see something over there that they want, they run. They go. They are their own worst enemy. God uses that rod to bring us back. There's a hook on the end and sometimes we need a hook to bring us back to himself. God uses that staff. He says, the rod, it helps me. It comforts me. Just like a parent, any good parent will discipline their children out of love for their children, not out of anger or hatred, but actually out of love for their kids. They bring discipline to their children. So too does God, our good shepherd, use that rod in discipline for us, to bring us back to the fold when we wander. I am prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. God uses His rod to bring me back, to help me. But it's not just a staff of discipline. It's a staff of grace. It's a staff of grace because that shepherd also fends off the wolves that are coming after us. That shepherd protects and helps and preserves through that staff. Dear friends, the reality is our shepherd fights for us. Your shepherd fights for you. And he uses his almighty staff to keep back the enemy, to shut it down. And to say, that's enough, no more. Your shepherd fights for you. And that's what David is saying. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even in the presence of great difficulty, he continues, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Jesus told us very clearly, in this world, you will have tribulation. We heard it in 1 John in our series. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Sometimes those that with which we gather, it may seem like we're in the presence of enemies. We can be rejected and scorned. Jesus said, if they treat the master this way, you can be assured that they're going to treat the servants this way. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. But that's not where he ends. But he says, but you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Anointing the head with oil in the Old Testament is a symbol of blessing. It's a symbol of gladness. It's actually a symbol of joy. Blessing, gladness, joy. It overflows. There's this constant supply where even in the midst of being with enemies, God is pouring out His supply over us. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He continues on, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's the nature of our God. He is a good Father. He gives to us good gifts. All good things come directly from Him. 
Surely goodness. And what else is he? He is a merciful God. He knows that we're going to fail. He knows that at times we're going to wander off and we're going to be obstinate and we're going to go our own way. And in his care, he is a merciful good shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So even though we may encounter difficulty and challenge, we know that in Christ all things will work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then he concludes with this great picture. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How, how could that be possible? We know what we're like as sheep. We are not faithful, but he is, and he will carry us to that place where we are with him together for all time to enjoy heaven with our Savior and our Lord. And of this he says in Revelation, John has a revelation, a, a vision of things to come, and he says this, and night will be no more They will need no light or lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. We will dwell with our Lord and we will be with him for all time. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I want to bring us to two brief points of application. And this... This psalm reminds us that when the Lord is our shepherd, we have great hope. So I must ask, first question, is the Lord your shepherd this morning? Can you say, yes, the sovereign Lord over all the earth is my shepherd? If you can say that, that is wonderful news. And I rejoice with you that you know your personal Lord and Savior, your good shepherd. But if you don't know that Jesus is your shepherd, I want to ask you to consider, come to him this morning. Come to Jesus as your good shepherd this morning because he's here and he's inviting you to come now. See, there's one thing about this coronavirus that reminds us and it reminds us that there's a greater pandemic than the one before us. And this greater pandemic that affects us all is called sin. See, not everyone will be tested positive for coronavirus, but every last person has been infected by this pandemic called sin. And sin is destructive, not just for a moment, but for all eternity. This sin leads to spiritual death in a real place called hell. And while we hope for a cure for the coronavirus and we pray to that end, we have surety and certainty of the cure for this greater pandemic that affects us all called sin. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he calls to you this morning and he says, do you know that your sins are forgiven? Do you know that you'll spend eternity with me? Come to me. Place your faith in me. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. See, Jesus came and out of great love, he came and lived a perfect life and he died 
a sinner's death that we might have forgiveness in Jesus Christ this morning. And he invites you to come. If you would say, Jesus is not my good shepherd this morning. He is issuing to you an invitation for today that you might come to him and know him as your personal Lord and Savior. John says this of this invitation, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. If you will but receive Jesus Christ, if you believe in his name that he came and died for your sins, you will be numbered among his sheep. You will be a child of God. Jesus says in Revelation to us, let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Jesus is offering to you this morning an invitation. Oh, dear friend, would you come? Would you have the well-being of your soul? Yes, sickness can harm the body. That's only temporary. What happens to our souls is eternal. Oh, would you come to Jesus and place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone this morning. He is calling to you. If you are thirsty, now come and drink of the living water that he offers to us this morning. Would you come? Mm -hmm. Secondly, then, for those who say, yes, praise the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I just want to encourage us together this morning that if you know the Lord is your shepherd, we can therefore now walk through these days of temporal uncertainty with a certain hope, an unshakable hope, because Jesus is our perfect shepherd. He knows us. He knows what we need. And He is powerful to act upon our lives right now. And He does through these promises. In His kindness, He will make you lie down in His provision in those green pastures. He will restore your soul, dear friend. Your heart may be full and your heart may be anxious, but Jesus, your good shepherd, your self-sacrificing shepherd who doesn't flee when danger comes, who doesn't run for his own self-protection. No, he runs toward you and he runs toward the center of the danger for you that he might walk with you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hear this truth from God's Word in Romans, where Paul says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously give us all things. If the Lord is your shepherd, we can say together, I shall not want. As we close now, I want to read to you uh, two stanzas of a hymn that I heard this week. I hadn't heard it before. This is written by a lady named Anna Waring. This was written in South Wales in 1850. This, by all accounts, is a lady who struggled with personal illness. 
She had physical pain in her body for a good portion of her life. We don't know a lot about this lady, but what we do know is that she kept her eyes on the Lord, on her good shepherd. And she recorded in her journal scriptures and poems, and those some of those poems were set to song and have become hymns that have kept the church and the truth of God throughout the centuries. This is what she says. Father, I know that all my life is portioned out for me. The changes that are sure to come, I do not fear to see. I ask thee for a present mind intent on pleasing thee. Then she says this. I was gripped by this. There are briars besetting every path that call for patient care. There's a cross in every lot and an earnest need for prayer. But a lowly heart that leans on thee is happy anywhere. When the Lord is our shepherd, we can say, I shall not want. When the Lord is my shepherd, I shall be fully satisfied. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we recognize that we don't follow you very well. Sometimes we don't listen to you very well, even though you, you know our, our, our complex nature. You know the way that we wander. You know the fears that we yield to. You know the, the things that tempt us to wander away from you. Lord, even though that's true, you are the almighty, the sovereign, and yet the personal good shepherd. And you come to us this morning and you desire to minister to us. And you are ministering to us through your powerful word. And so we humble ourselves and we, like Anna, we lean on you this morning. We hope in you this morning. We place all our trust in you this morning. Our trust isn't elsewhere this morning. It's squarely in you, good shepherd. And so we pray, Lord, minister grace to us. Help us to stand strong this week because we know we have a good shepherd who will be with us, who will never leave us and never forsake us. Lord, thank you for Psalm 23. May it strengthen our souls this week and even now as we rejoice in the comfort of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray this together in his name. And everyone said, Amen.